Hello, everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Wait, show everybody your set. I know. I'm trying, I was trying to feature my new pillow that Louise Beard sent me. I just love it. <laughs> Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, it is appropriate, it is accurate, it applies to this show, it applies to our lives, it applies to the world in general. Yes, it does. How are you doing, Emerson Collins? You know, I am doing on the upper side of Midland today. Um, wait, I want to ask all our regulars that are always here right when the show starts, uh, what we tried today was getting the show live with the graphic but giving like 30 to 45 seconds for those of you who are ready to get in, because I feel like we do the opening of the show and everyone always misses it because it just went live. Did you like that? Getting a little notification and have a second to join in. Tell us your thoughts. Did you scramble? Did you scramble? Oh my God, they're about to come on. Oh my now God. I will make it. I just thought of it three minutes before we started today. I'll make one that says starting soon so you know there's not something wrong. How are you, Del Shores? I am doing so well. We talked earlier today. I'm not going to lie. Did. We, did we did a little catch up. We did a little I texted and said, what are you doing? He said, what's wrong? He didn't say what's wrong. But it was delightful. I said, I just finished a private session with a with a writer I and, and, and a coaching session. And I'm eating a salad. And he said, would you... Would you mind FaceTiming me while you eat? And I thought, well, isn't that lovely and sweet? And what does he want? And it wasn't anything. He just wanted to talk. And it was, I just, it touched my heart. I know, y'all, I just reached out. Well, you know, look, it must be the afterglow of your birthday. I'm just feeling real generous of spirit. Yeah. Do you, did you ever have any friend that, that cried too easily that just said, and, and you know, like they're just talking, and then and then and then he he said he just wanted to, to FaceTime with me, and it just felt like, right. like you're a, a second season Real Housewife at a reunion, worried about losing your spot. Uh, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy got fired. <laughs> I just might not make it back next season. I don't know. You know, the problem, we've discussed this, the problem all those housewives have, right, is what all good actors know. If you are trying to cry, it doesn't look real. Because in real life, when you're crying, you're trying not to. You're trying to get those words out. I just said, she just said, Kyle was mean to me. <laughs> and it's like, girl. Uh. Y'all right, calm down. Well, it seemed like everybody did like the little intro, so we will do that. I figured it just occurred to me, you know, we've only been doing this twice a week since March, that people might like a little moment to have time to join before we start. Gather. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Well, I said gather, just gather. Y'all gather around. Mingle in the chat room for 30 seconds and then we will just kind of, we'll swoop in with an appearance. Well, we worked so hard on that opening performance and no one sees it. Uh, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Periscope or Twitter, please say hello. Please share the broadcast. We've talked about it before, but the more you share it, the more people find us, the bigger our little family gets. We've made very, remained very consistent in viewership over the last seven months. <laughs> the goal is to grow. Um, I kid, we love all of you that are always here and we have a delightful time. Here's my open discussion topic, y'all, for today. Holiday specials, the Christmas specials that have been on the television lately. Has anybody watched them? Which ones did you watch and which ones did you like? I didn't watch any of them, but I did because of you. I did watch that Mr. Jingle Jangle thing and I liked it a lot. It was good. Yes, I know. Oh. Anika on your rose, wandering through town, wailing away. Oh, just screaming! And but in a in like she's good, she's oh, good. Yes. But can yes. I just did? Can I just admit something about that? And then I want to hear because I haven't seen Please any do. of those other ones. All right, the woman who played uh, the other character, the larger Lisa Davina Phillips, or white. Okay, I have to admit that I thought that was Miss um, Rose, uh, and that she'd gained some weight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, uh, what's her name uh, from Dreamgirls? Uh, you just said her name. 
Um, Anikanoni Rose? Yes, I said Miss Rose. I got that part oh, right. Well, so you thought she was playing two cats? Oh, you like to 30 seconds. Up. I thought, oh my God, she's gained so much weight. And then I realized, oh no, it's not her. Uh, she's forthcoming. That is Lisa Davina Phillip. And I loved her so much, I found her on Instagram just to tell her that her comedic genius was jaw-dropping to me. She was fucking brilliant. I loved her. She was, she was one of my favorite things about it. That and then uh, Mr. Rashad's braids. I love yes, those braids. Now, about the actual Christmas special. Okay, uh, yeah, tell me. This weekend, I watched Mariah Carey, Carrie Underwood, A Holly Dolly Christmas, and Grandmothered, the new film on Disney Plus. When I tell you that this holiday season was like crafted for my specific kind of homosexual Christmas. A ho ho homo, if you will. It's like someone said, you know what? We're gonna do it for Emerson this year. Carrie hey. Underwood stood in the middle of a stage, just in ball gown after ball gown, dripping in Harry Winston jewels, wailing hymns and Christmas songs at me, and it warmed the very cockles of my heart. Did she sing Oh Holy Night? Of course she did. Everybody sings Oh Holy Night. Oh, uh, and here, you know, that's my Christmas test, right? Yeah. Lots of people are fun singers. Lots of people are entertaining singers. But to me, if you can sing Oh Holy Night well, you're a great singer. What was your favorite of all of those that you just listed? Uh, oh, oh, I hadn't even gotten to the one I liked best. All three of those were great. Mariah was bonkers. Uh, Dolly sat bonkers on the Wait, bonkers like nuts? That's what, bonkers in the best way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like, she has been nonsense. She's in like deep V-neck bodysuits and corsets, dancing in front of a green screen. Uh, and Dolly Parton sat in a church pew and told stories I hadn't heard from her before about Christmas. She told a story about how the church gave away presents to all her family at Christmas. And then they didn't, they were giving one to all the adults too. But when they got to Dolly's mother, they said, because we already gave one to all your 12 kids. We think you've gotten enough. And her mom went and sat on a little bench by herself and cried and Dolly tried to give hers to her mother and her mama said, Dolly, you have a good heart. Wow. I know. I didn't even hear, didn't even hear Dolly tell that story. Just your translation of it kind of made me emotional. And I, you know, you know how I feel about Dolly. I've always yeah. said in our house, it wasn't uh, the father, the son, the Holy Ghost. It was, there was a quartet. It was, and Dolly Parton. Um, yes. Um, and uh, now I'm going to do a commercial because my actual favorite holiday special I have watched this year was the Jinx and Dayla holiday special. Y'all, they didn't ask for commercial, nothing. It was just my favorite thing I have seen this year. It is full drag. There is parody lyrics. Jinx Monsoon sings a gay and a stranger to the tune of Away in a Manger. There are costume changes. Barla Jean Merman plays an eggnog. A talking eggnog. Um, like, there, do we have seen lots of good drag over the years? This isn't just good drag. It is just a great Christmas special. Full stop. Comedy and song. You have to go to their website and watch it on Vimeo. But I'm not kidding. It's my favorite thing I've seen this year. Well, Jinx uh, is my, my Twitter buddy. And the other day, she uh, sent me a message and said she had a, a, a dream that I'd written a new movie and she was playing Brother Boy's Long Lost Child. <laughs> Long Lost Son. Oh. I, said, I said, well, my problem is when did Brother Boy uh, like dip into a vagina? That would be my only quandary with that unless yes. you know, it was Dr. Eve grabbed some of that masturbation sperm. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, I love, I, I, I must see that now. I, per your recommendation, I, and I, they, they, but they both do their own singing, right? I mean, they, oh yeah, they, are like they wrote, really wrote Parody Lickett's uh, lyrics, Ben directed it and you will appreciate the editing and the thoughtfulness of how they put it together. Like they, they spent real time and real money creating a two story set, like an old school holiday special with a super queer Christmas bent. Oh, nice. All right. Did you know this? Brandy Clark has a Christmas special coming up. Soon. Yes. You know, she talked to she talked to me and uh, Beverly D'Angelo about being on it. And I, and I don't know what happened. Uh, so uh, but I am aware of it and I, I, I can't wait to see it. I love you know, I love Brandy Clark. 
I mean, oh, and of course, I, I haven't missed. I think the best Christmas special coming up will be yours and Blake's. I will tell you, uh, we ordered some hand fans for a number that arrived in the mail yesterday. Uh, so we are definitely working away on ours. Oh, look, there it is. Uh, but I appreciate all the people who have already bought tickets. If you have not bought yours, what are you waiting on? Get tickets to have yourself a merry little lockdown at emersoncollins.com. Do you get <laughs> notifications? Notifications? I get, an, I get an email with every ticket purchase and the name. So I've had and several who, people. And who bought a ticket today? I want you. I bought his ticket this morning. I certainly did. I bought. My I'll ticket. tell you a funny thing. Somebody on Instagram said, "I already bought my ticket to your show," and I said, "No, you haven't." Oh, they don't realize. They think that we were much bigger operation than we are. <laughs> I know. I was like, y'all, it's just me. It's just I, me. I love that, too. When someone said, uh, I, I used to get this, Emerson, when I was on the road. And then after my show, somebody like a good friend here in Los Angeles, I won't say who, but you know them. They say and they did it more than once. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. I missed your show. I waited too late to get tickets, and it was sold out. And I was going, No, it really wasn't sold out. It wasn't. Uh, That's awkward. Um, and I'm y'all. Obviously, you don't have to come, but if you enjoy the show and enjoy what I do, we're really excited. We're doing pieces of or all of 37 different songs in 90 minutes. So I do think it'll be a fun Christmas season. Look, he said you don't have to come, but here's what he said last time. So, and don't forget this because he's got a good heart. And, and they're, besides being uber talented, both of them, uh, Emerson said, if you can't afford it, send him an email or send him a text or, or you know, on social media. He, we're, we're so fucking easy to find. And uh, he will, he will, um, he will make sure you get a yes. link. So, I will send you the so link. No yes. And Rob did buy his already. All right. Enough about me. What we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And we took a break on Friday to celebrate Delford's existence in the world. So we got a lot of news to share with you. And I, I, again, thank you for that. That was so special. I appreciated every moment of it. It was truly the best kept secret in town because I, 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 I'm assuming you didn't invite Leslie Jordan to be a part of it because um, he would have told me. I uh, did, but you know, she's real busy being famous. She's so busy. He'd be show. She's busy doing lip sync numbers with Cheyenne Jackson on Instagram. Oh, oh, and doing, you know, uh, Jordan and Corbin or something. <laughs> Corden, Corden and. Yeah, Corden and. Uh huh, all them. Okay, I'm going to get on to the news, y'all. We do have some uh, important things and some fun things to share. Now, we talked. Uh, at length about Amy Stevens, right? She was one of the three court cases in the Bostock decision at the Supreme Court. Well, now a federal judge has approved a settlement between her estate and the funeral company that fired her as an embalmer and funeral director for being trans. Unfortunately, as we discussed, Amy passed before the Supreme Court decision came out, but her estate continued to pursue it and they won $130,000 to her estate half in back pay and half in damages and the full $120,000 to cover the ACLU legal fees. And more importantly, and I think the part Amy would care about, for future employees, the company must pay equal clothing stipends to women and men, previously only available to men, and for any current female employees, retroactive to 2012. So she's impacting the people in her workplace. Her estate is still getting money from that victory. And it was important because the Supreme Court decision didn't decide that stuff. They still had to continue fighting those merits. So it's very exciting to read a victory for her and her family in that estate. You know, it's amazing that I just that clothing thing. It's like, as my cousin Doug would say, well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it was really, it was like such bullshit that you didn't know that that was wrong. I mean, yep. come on. Uh, and women's clothes cost more. They should have given them a little more, a little extra. It just uh, depends on what you're buying and where you're buying. Well, that's true. And where and where you're buying. So also in Supreme Court uh, news, yesterday, the Supreme Court declined to take up an appeal from parents in Oregon trying to prevent trans youth from using the school bathroom, showers, and locker rooms that align with their gender identity. Uh, the policy was first put in place by school administrators in 2015 when student Elliot Yotter came out as trans. Current policies forced him to use the wrong facilities, so district officials simply changed them. 
as they should have. Uh, the parents first sued the school district in 2015, saying the policy violated students' privacy rights. They lost at the lower district court and federal appeals court before appealing to the Supreme Court, which dismissed the judicial review, keeping the policy intact according to a one line order. Last year, uh, uh, SCOTUS rejected a similar case challenging a similar policy in Philadelphia and federal courts ruled earlier this year in favor of trans student in Florida securing bathroom access for his trans peers. So some, you know, we, we're worried about the Supreme Court, but there's some, some things that are coming down that are actually good. I mean, you know, today, Pennsylvania with this stupid Trump bullshit, uh, they said, no, no, mm -mm. We're, yep. not going to touch it. Go. go. I know Ted Cruz is so disappointed. He doesn't get up, to get to give up, get up and speech at five. Well, he lost his balls about four years ago. I'm pretty sure uh, they're in a jar in Trump's White House office. Somewhere, uh, somewhere in formaldehyde. Isn't no. that what they put it in? Am I remembering uh, biology uh, right? You, I feel like you could also put it vinegar or olive oil. I don't know. Oh, oh greasy. Ted, Ted Cruz. You know, they're like hairy balls. You all pick an olive oil cover, picture an olive oil covered Ted Cruz balls. You're welcome. I like to shake them up. Just shake I guess them up. Maybe you'd call those Rio Grande oysters instead of Rocky. <laughs> <Mountain. laughs> oh, my anyway. God. All right, this next story, y'all, I'm so excited, and I need to tell you all of the details in order. Um, this comes out of Hungary and Brussels. Not Brussels. Now, the right-wing party in Hungary uh, is extremely anti-LGBTQ in every way. And Joseph Sager, I want y'all to meet him. It's important uh, to the story. Let's see. Here he is. Meet Joseph. He founded their big old bigot party in 1988, reportedly was one of three politicians who helped rewrite the Hungarian constitution to define marriage as between a man and a woman. Well, last weekend, he resigned all of a sudden from the European parliament where he represents Hungary. He said at the time it was due to increasing mental strain and needing a period of reflection. I mean, who doesn't need a period of reflection right now? I mean, I honestly get it. Don't you? I can relate. I'm reflecting but right now. Also last weekend in Brussels, where the European Parliament meets, police broke up what they describe as a gangbang or legs in the air party above a gay bar in the city. Now, I don't know about you, but I certainly want to go to my next venue to be hosted at a legs in the air party. I appreciate the description of that. I do, too. I like that. I, In fact, I would wonder if I could, like make invitations. Dell's hosting a legs in the air party. It sort of sounds like, like a chorus line themed sex party. It, you know? it, I feel like there should be choreography. Yes. I hope that there, I would expect there to be, I mean, like Ooh. a rock rim line or something. <laughs> anyway, gatherings of four, more than four people in Brussels are prohibited because of COVID. So the police broke up the party around 20 men were caught and they seized ecstasy pills. Police apprehended one man allegedly fleeing through the window and trying to escape along the guttering. That man, Joseph Sager, that guy who helped found their big old bigot party. Now, when the news broke that he had been at the party, Joseph issued a statement and apologized for a personal failing in attending what he described as a house party. He didn't have any ID, so he used his position as explanation of who he was and denied taking drugs or knowing anything about the ecstasy they found in his backpack. He's married to a woman, a justice on Hungary's constitutional court. They have a grown daughter, and he said, I apologize to my family, my colleagues, and my voters. I asked them to evaluate my misstep. Now, is that attending the legs in the air party or uh, nearly falling off the second floor balcony trying to escape along the gutter? Um, this misstep is strictly personal. I'm the only one who owes responsibility responsibility for it. This story has continued to break over the week, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The party organizer, one David Monzelay, he said the party attendees tried to unzip the pants of the police officers because they thought the raid was part of the orgy. Oh, my. That oh is my, my favorite part of the story. Joseph attended a sex party 
tried to escape out the window. A passerby saw him on the second floor before he had to go back inside. Meanwhile, the other guys at the party saw the policeman come in and thought, whoa, those must be strippers for the orgy and tried to undo their pants. Now, what kind of venue are you picturing? What kind of apartment are you picturing? Um, I'm picturing a, a very empty one. Like not a lot of things in it. Um, uh -huh. Maybe an old couch uh, and um, and a sling. I'm pe I'm picturing a sling. I mean, you know, I've seen a, I, 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 I've seen so much Pornhub over the last few months. I, I'm on reruns now. Uh, so um, I, I've even gone to the best of. You know, those where they get the well, best. I want to show the uh -huh. So I want to see the I want to see the room. I just I feel like there's a dungeon. It's a dungeon esque, you know, some chains and oh, no, it's, it's it's get that that looks right. Now I want y'all to know that this webbing right here they put up as decoration. I appreciate the lube stand. Yeah, uh, right over it. here. But like, if you walked into this as the sex party, wouldn't you feel a little sad? It's very small. It's a very. I wonder if there were other rooms. No, just that you one. Know, Apparently it wasn't meant to be 25 people. I've heard at some of these, I've heard at I've some heard, of these uh -huh. kind of events, there are several, sometimes more than one room. That's what I've been told. Um, but like on the genuine serious side, you are the kind of bigot who helped change the constitution to discriminate against same-sex couples. And you have the audacity to attend a public sex party at a rando's apartment, and they weren't even wearing masks on the mouth or their eyeballs for disguises. And you know what's really interesting about this is that um, for me, besides the fact that he's such a fucking hypocrite, and we've seen this over and over here in the United States with pastors and you know politicians who have tapping in bathroom stalls, but all of these people who do this you know your life's kind of over. I mean, you, you're, you're always going to be that guy when you walk out in public. And, and, and you know, when you give your daughter away at her wedding, you go, oh, shh, shh, shh. Uh -huh. you know. I know, I hope she's already married. He'd be tap, tap, tapping in the bathroom. Wait, John has information. He said, all the buildings have small rooms except the manor houses in that area. John, I love that you can inform us on the architecture of the downtown Brussels area. I feel like that does help. I do too. Thank you, John. Danielle uh, said it definitely needs a long <laughs> That's a good one, Danielle. I gotta be honest. Look, if you're gonna be this, the guy that's hosting the party, he has given so many interviews. He's like, I host daddy parties all across the country. We have politicians from Poland and all these other countries. He is building his brand. I mean, he's trying to he's, give those black party men a run for their money. Like he is the new political orgy party guy. His mailing list has increased by so, so much. much I mean, there. honestly, if I lived in Brussels, I'd want to go to the next one just because I was curious, even if I stood in the corner. Right. Just to watch. Just to well, watch. just to see who's going to be there. So, all right. <laughs> okay. But let's go back to the United States for a story. Uh, in, right here in Los Angeles, uh, with the new COVID-19 lockdown, and y'all, we are locked fucking down. We are hunkering down here. 50 protesters staged a maskless demonstration last week at the home of L.A. County Department of Public Health Director Barbara Fair. Uh, is it Fairer? Fair? Do you have do you say her name? I, I'm not Fair? Reading, no, I don't know. Uh, you don't know? It's for, I, I always want to put a little accent. Ferrar. But I think it's Fairer. A woman dressed in a Trump 2020 sweater carrying a dog, a little, one of those little yeppy dogs like mine, on her arm was caught in a TMZ video saying, you're a faggot. I said it. I don't give a shit. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. You're a new world order Satanist. Look at those ridiculous lips of hers. That's a long time internet conspiracy theory about a secret international government that worships Satan and dominate life on the planet. She Obviously. comes later uh, to ask uh, a counter protester, what are you, a guy or a girl? I'll tell you something else. You're a Nazi and you're brainwashed by MK Ultra. Okay, Project MK Ultra was a real CIA research program in the uh, 1950s and 60s researching mind control. Then she continues to rant. Is there something wrong with not wanting to have a lockdown? Is there something wrong with wanting freedom? 
Someone asked the woman how much plastic surgery is. <laughs> she has that on her mouth. And she says, thank you. I have, I have never even did my mouth. Uh, before she get into it, got, gets into it with another person saying, you're such a liberal piece of shit. I bet you had an abortion this morning. Oh, she's lovely. Uh, she's been identified as Gina Michelle. I'm going to spell this so you can look her up on Facebook. Uh, B-I-S-I-G-N-A-N-O. She's uh, Bisigiano, uh, owner of Gina's Eyelashes and Skin Care Salon in Beverly Hills. Now, Yelp had to close down the reviews of the salon after users flooded it with fake reviews and condemnations. And Bisigiano's only comment was on Facebook where she posted, I was attacked online. Well, I went to her Facebook and I... Yeah, I may have written a couple of things to her, but uh, it seems like either I got blocked or she has taken the Facebook page down. I couldn't find it. So somebody look and see if it's there. Um, but I, I don't think, I think she's getting a lot of hate. And whoa, I watched that Emerson. It was vile. vile. Also, it was like fascinating because it was vile, but it didn't have the hate behind it. And yet she's accusing people of being like New World Order Satanists. But it was like, it was like aggressive, but not like vitriol. And yet you believe in some of the most extreme conspiracy theories on the internet today. Gina's in Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. I think, you I think you're getting your lashes done. You're like, uh-huh, honey, I just need those like, what is that? 10501s, 10, no, that's Levi's. What are the like, the, the standard like extra lashes? You know, it's like what 207s. Y'all know the drag queen number. But like, I just wanted 207. And she's like, uh-huh, did you hear about the New World Order Satanist? Hold still, hold still, the glue's got to dry. Like, what is this experience? It's it's insane. Uh, also, John said, I saw this earlier, but didn't feel like putting it on the show. Michelle Bachman was in the news today because she said she's being abused by Satan since the election. Good. His name is Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus. Oh, hello, Marcus. It's Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Bachman. Bless um, her heart. She's uh, just so irrelevant. It's like, I know. Like, literally, shut like, up. We have Pappy Robertson and Michelle Bachman. I was like, I'm bored by them. I don't even Oh, I know. Them. He said he was going to ask it. Now he's back in the news. We didn't even put it in there. We're so tired right. of him. He's like, he's asking Jesus to change the election. Jesus, Jesus. Um, not going to happen, Jesus. 301s for the eyelashes. What? All those 301s. Leslie used uh -huh. to have two 301s for Brother Boy. Yeah, um, see, that's what it is. All right. And no, other, I mean two. And, two each. Oh, great. I'm thrilled. Two each, 301s on each side? Yeah. He would, he, he'd stack them. He'd stack uh -huh. them. Get that extra volume. Speaking of stacked lashes, we're going to talk about Real Housewives. Now, y'all remember, you, you don't have to be a Real Housewives fan. We've actually talked about her on the show before. But this is Bronwyn Wyndham Burke from the Real Housewives of Orange County. And she very, very recently just came out officially and publicly as a lesbian, making her the first lesbian Real Housewife on any franchise. Now, we've had bisexual adventures on Housewives. Kim Zolciak in Atlanta, Candy in Atlanta has talked about experiences with women, but never a full-time lesbian. And she shared in a conversation, and you'll remember the story we did a couple of weeks ago about her son, Devin, in drag. This is mm -hmm. his mother. And she talked to Anthony Ramos at GLAAD and said, I'm finally comfortable enough to say I like women, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, and it has taken me 42 years to say that, to be Aww. able to be comfortable in my own skin after so long is just so nice. Now, this season on the show, for those of you who aren't watching, she's also been going through a sober journey, which makes sense that she, as she's been getting sober, that she was able to look inward and explore this as well. Because she said, one of the main reasons I drank is that I've always been uncomfortable in my own skin. I think when you finally figure it out, you're like, this is what everybody's talking about. I'm seeing someone right now. And after the first few times I was with her, I was like, there's not a doubt in my mind, this is where I belong. Now, of course, inquiring minds want to know, um, she and her husband, Sean Burke, are staying together. They have seven children, they are best friends, and they have no plans to divorce. She says her husband has met Chris, the woman she's dating, and she posted a follow-up photo with her. She says, they hang out sometimes. I mean, we go to parties together. She came over the other night, hung out with the family, had dinner with her. I mean, it's only as weird as you make it. Right. 
And, or until I wonder what will happen when he starts dating. I, you know, it's always that's always interesting. Well, I hope um, that it, not, that he doesn't start dating someone until they start filming the next season. Because I would like to experience this on my television instead of on my Instagram. And joking, she's very that, pretty. I, yes, I've I've called her Orange County Kylie Minogue since she joined the show. She, yeah, you're right. She does have a little Kylie look. Um, but I do love finally after 140 housewives across all these cities and franchises to have an actual, you know, lesbian housewife. Um, and I hope she stays on the show and she's been open about getting sober and that they get to explore that to see our community yeah. represented in my favorite trashy soap operas is very exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Cher, uh, do you have something that you wanted nope. to put up? Oh, I thought nope. Cher is in the news. She traveled to Pakistan recently to serenade Caven, a 35-year-old elephant dubbed the world's loneliest elephant. Oh, Caven grew up in isolation. Uh, it was originally a gift from Sri Lanka. Uh, Caven often lived in uh, tight confines and less than healthy conditions. Handlers also forced him to perform for tourists. His only compassion, I mean, companion, an elephant named Sahili, uh, died in 2012, so Caven's own mental and physical health deteriorated thereafter. Uh, with prompting from international animal rights activist, businessman Eric Margolis, uh, the group Four Paws International and Share helped raise funds for Caven's move to a sanctuary in Cambodia. Video of Cher meeting the elephant included her singing, a dream is a wish your heart makes from Cinderella to him. Uh, it's part of an upcoming documentary uh, entitled Cher's Elephant Airlift. It's set to debut on the Smithsonian Channel next year. I mean, y'all, can you imagine Cher singing to you? Here's the video. Oh, crap. Maybe. Come on, video. Come on. We, uh, need, to, we need some share. Uh, Not going to happen? No, it will, okay. but it's just going to take me a second because it uh, because I'd already watched it once there. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, fuck. Well, you can go to Instagram and see Cher sing to an elephant. The point of that story was... I couldn't do it. But can you imagine Cher just wanders into your town like, we're going to help that elephant right there and I'm going to sing it a song. And it was very, but that's a, such a sweet story. I like, I like that. I mean, you know, one week she's wanting to help work, in the uh, work at the post office in Malibu just to make sure those, those ballots get out. And then she's saving an elephant. Yeah. Um, Literally, like I, Cher uses her time in celebrity so well. I and she, she, I love on Twitter. She does not understand or does not want to understand lowercase. It's always all caps. Oh, always. at this point, it's not accidental. I think it was like early on, like whatever, and now like the weird caps and the way she drops letters to make it all fit and puts in the emojis. I think she knows it's part of the fun. It's, it's her it's brand, like part of her brand. A lot of work to scroll through and find all those emoji if you don't use them all the time. Yes. All right, well, we've reached the halfway point of our show. We didn't do it on Friday because it seemed sort of tacky to do a commercial in the middle of your birthday party. <laughs> uh, but we do do the show to enlighten you, to entertain you, and put a good bit of work into it, no matter how much it seems like we don't. Um, also, I'm wearing this No One Knows I'm Gay shirt. It's from Brandy and Julie's Dumb Gay Politics podcast. I think they do, though. Um, so if you want to everybody send us tips, knows because you've got a dollar, five, ten, five hundred, a thousand you want to send us, you can do that on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. And I also want to say a huge thank you to Leanne who bought her ticket to my show during this show. And I want to give a big shout out to John E. Hartman once again, who sent us a very generous check. Uh, for uh, the entertainment that we give him uh, with this show. Thank you, Johnny, uh, John E. John, I love it. It's a John E. Hartman. You've been yeah. so, so very generous to Emerson and myself, and we love you. And don't feel guilty. Remember, if you can't chip in, that is just fine. One of the things you can always do that's super helpful is share the broadcast. We don't care if it's at the beginning or the end. Just pass us around like a party bottom. 
Uh, <laughs> legs, just keep our legs in the air as well, you pass us around. We are the one at the center of the legs in the air party saying, who's next? I'm on print. I was, Emerson, when you were talking about a chorus line, I suddenly, I, I, I again, watching too much Pornhub, I saw like hands with the legs and some choreography and thrusting. Yeah. I think I think it's a great, you know, it's 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 a great Christmas special. Like um, that weird Martha Graham number in the middle of White Christmas. We're doing choreography. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we have watched so many Christmas movies. Like now, because you get to nighttime, we're still in lockdown. Last night we watched A Holly Dolly Christmas. Then we watched uh, The Family Stone, and then we watched the second half of Home Alone that we hadn't finished. Wait, and there was something else in between. You know, you get to like seven o'clock and there's nothing to do and I'm not falling asleep till one. So I'm just wandering through every. Your, movie. So, so Emerson, if you were to um, if you were to recommend like a classic Christmas, what, which would be the, the one that you would recommend? I would always pick White Christmas if you're doing classic only. Like if you're going classic, okay. Classic, I'm like gonna I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna I have I'm behind on The Voice, but after I watch The Voice, uh, that I'm going to, um, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch White Christmas. I don't it, think I've ever seen White Christmas. Oh, uh, it, I, oh I, God, I, yes, do. In fact, everybody, if you've got time, watch White Christmas. We'll talk about it on Friday. Okay, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Uh, I I watched Meet Me in St. Louis last year, and I'd never seen it, so I'm trying to watch some of the. And I, whoo, that's a good. You know, that's Meet Me good, in St. Louis. Right? That is the movie I know Judy Garland from, not The Wizard of Oz. My is grandpa right? is one of his three favorite movies that I must have seen Meet Me in St. Louis 40 times before I ever saw The Wizard of Oz. I do so, clang, clang, clang with the trolley long before Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And they say that Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was a reshoot. Like they, that, that was not in the original movie and they came back and reshot that, that number. Well, I'm sure glad they did. I Oh, I am too. And so are so many people who frequently. Is White it. Christmas on Prime? Yeah, it's definitely on several places. Um, that's a Google question, Rob. That's, yeah, that's a Google question. Google, that's a Siri. That's, that's one of those. Wherever you're watching this, you can switch over to a uh, to a little browser and ask the question. That's why well, you know what. Yesterday, I, I I resurrected Jimmy Del Watkins on my Instagram to tell people to register to vote in Georgia, and that that was his thing. He said, "And you just register, just Google it." Just Google it. Don't don't. Mm -hmm. I, he, I didn't put a website. Just Google it. Yeah. Always go to if you're managing to watch this show, you can answer that question for yourself. All right. Up next, y'all remember that story we talked about Operation Santa and that heartbreaking little letter from Will asking Santa about approval of LGBTQ people. Well, the internet had a big old response, but it turns out that letter was a previous from a previous year, which we knew. But the that letter was answered by this wonderful gentleman, Michael Munoz is an adopter elf, a queer Latino New Yorker. And he did an interview with the advocate and said, when he found the letter, he said, I was heartbroken point blank. Every year I read dozens of letters from children. Some ask for toys, but most ask for clothes or presents for their moms as they can't afford anything. What made this different and difficult for me to read was that he didn't ask for anything physical. All he wanted was to know that he was loved and accepted. So how could I not answer his letter being a queer Latino male who grew up and had those same feelings? Within minutes, I had texted a dozen or so of my family, chosen and blood, I love that, and we were off to the races to make it the biggest, gayest love field Christmas he hopefully will remember forever. There's a new documentary out called Dear Santa that it, it talks about the 100-year-old history of Operation Santa and Munoz mobilizing his LGBTQ friends to collect queer inclusive children's literature, which was sent to the boy to let him know that he is indeed loved, is included in the documentary. So he had a message for LGBTQ kids in the holiday season. He said, love and joy come in many forms and sometimes it finds you and other times you have to find it for yourself. There unfortunately will always be a bully or someone with something negative to say, but if you love yourself, Give love and spread love that can't affect you. Remember, Rudolph was different, bullied, and dare I say unloved. But in the end, it was his difference that made him beautiful and a hero. Your differences are what make you unique and beautiful, and no one can take that away from you. Javier! Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I just fell in love. 
I know. I, mean, I, just, I fell in lust with his picture, but then I fell in love with that those words. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, Blair, I agree with you. I so know. beautiful. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's now on VOD, Dear Santa. So you can see. I love that that they did a documentary on this thing that the post office has been doing for a hundred freaking years. It's amazing. Wow, it's great. Great. And in, you know, in, in some Texas gay news, Emerson, we've got uh, Trevor Wilkinson, 17-year-old senior uh, at Clyde High School in Clyde, Texas. And I happen to have cousins in Clyde, Texas, a town, oh, yeah, really? uh, yes, of under 4,000 people. And he wore nail polish to uh, school and was immediately sent to the principal's office for violating the school's dress code. The story went viral after Wilkinson uploaded a photo to Snapchat in tears, writing about what happened. He made a, ch a change.org petition about it. And he said, it's a complete and double standard because girls are allowed to paint and get their nails done. Not only that, but freedom of expression is validation enough that the dress code and policy is not okay. Help me show that it is okay to express yourself and that the identity that society wants to normalize is not okay. I am human, I am valid. It's time for a change and that time is now. The petition is currently over 81,000 signatures. I'm sure it's more since since this was written. According to uh, current school guidelines, Wilkinson uh, will remain in ISS until he removes his polish or he can take classes online. In an interview, he said, the fact that I'm even painting my nails uh, right now means so much to me and it shows my growth. I would not uh, change who I am for the world and I'm learning to fully love myself and be comfortable in my own skin and sexuality. And I think that is an amazing thing. Okay, Trevor, I I, I, I tweeted you today and told, if you're watching, I told you to watch our show. We're going to talk about you. And I'm right after this show, I've got some nail polish in the other room and I am going to at least paint two or three nails just just because I can. And I, I support that. you. Uh, Jig said Clyde used to be known for its high school theater. Party. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the reasons I also know Clyde is they did my play Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will, Clyde High School. So, And this story, uh, you know, was such a reminder, right? You know, the, our modern culture, there's so many places where uh, there's acceptance, not just tolerance of LGBTQ, LGBTQ people. And yet there's still so many people growing up in small towns and in insulated communities in disapproving families. Because think about this boy and what a revolutionary act it is for him, right? To paint his nails, like what that means for him to express himself in a town of less than 4,000 people. Because um, that photo he shared on Snapchat, that photo of him crying in suspension in the school for an expression of himself, you know, it's, I think there's so many places where it's like, oh, that's, you know, just a thing we can do. And for him, it's literally revolutionary to do something like that and be able to own it. Um, and so I hope he's it's, receiving the applause from everywhere. Oh, I do too. I And, and you know, it, it reminded me for some odd reason, and this wasn't even a gay issue, I don't think, but I was, I remember being in Ralph's one time and there was this kid bagging groceries with, um, with a Band-Aid on both ear on both of his earlobes, and I I said to him, I said, I want to ask you a question. Why do you have do, do you have earrings that you're covering up? And he said, Yeah, it's against the store policy for us to have earrings. And I said, She has earrings. And he said, Yeah. So I then paid, and I went to the manager, you know, because I'm a shitster, and I told him, I'm not shopping here anymore until you change that policy. It's absolutely wrong. I don't know what they did, but I made my statement. But you think about, right, all of those dress code policies, appearance policies that we grew up with and didn't think anything about that were designed to reinforce stereotypical gender yeah. presentation. I mean, literally my Corona hair that hadn't been cut since March is dangerously close to the collar that would have gotten me in trouble in middle school. You know, yeah. men's hair above the collar, women's skirts, past the knee, you know, all of those like like men should look a certain way, women should look a certain way. Forget non-binary people; they don't even have to apply. You know that, like, what that that's reinforcing and what that's supposed to say in an educational environment. It's like, that toxic male energy that we're going to impose on you. That this, yeah. if you're not this, then you can't you can't be a part of us. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, Bravo, um, Trevor. Yeah, um, yeah, Trevor. Did you watch either the Kelly Loeffler or the or the John Ossoff debate this weekend? 
Well, who am I? But did, uh, did, did, I, I only I, saw I, I watched I watched the 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 Loeffler and Warnock uh, live. Yes, I watched the entire thing. Uh, and 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 Osof, I didn't watch the one where he de I, he debated uh, with an empty podium. I didn't see that one. Here's the thing. First of all, like Kelly Loeffler got up there and she couldn't even admit, admit that Joe Biden won the election. So, you know, we've talked a lot about them. Um, but that John Ossoff got up there with an empty podium where David Perdue was supposed to be. David scared because John embarrassed him so badly in the last one. He was he knew better than to get back on stage because he thinks he can keep the edge in Georgia. And as you talked about, yesterday was the last day to register in Georgia. So now the push from here through January turns to turnout, turns to voting. Uh, Raphael Warnock, John is sort of a little neck and neck, sometimes ahead, a little behind David Perdue. He needs to probably be a couple of points up, you know, to end up equal. And Raphael's a little behind uh, Kelly. And after her performance and the fact that she's never been elected, she was just appointed. Y'all, if you've got a dollar or three, send it to Raphael Warnock. It's in the ticker below, warnockforgeorgia.com. This matters. Well, this is the whole ball game. Is whether we can get this. I game. yeah. I went to uh, Real Clear Politics this morning, and there are a couple of polls where both of them jumped ahead. So, but it, but, but it's so tight, y'all. It is so, so tight. Well, and because and you have realistically have to look at like the the difference in them in the in the last election, right? Because there's no longer going to be a libertarian candidate. It's more likely that more of those votes go to the Republican than the Democrat. We have to exceed what the turnout was in November to have a shot at these two seats, just in Democratic voters. So if you know people in Georgia making calls for Georgia, both Warnock and Ossoff need all the help we can give them because if we can't control the Senate, Biden's going to sit there and Mitch McConnell's going to just say nope to everything for four years. Well, and I, you know, I made a couple of videos per request to, to certain uh, LGBT organizations in Georgia. I, I feel like that what we can do also is if, if you can't give, and I do give to both of them, there's a, there's a, there's actually on act blue, you can actually donate and it's split evenly between their cam campaigns. You can just Google that. <laughs> but, um, I, I feel like that if we, we must use our social media because every one of us touches somebody in Georgia in some way. And I am in such uh, admiration at, at you know, Octavia Spencer, her yesterday, her, her page, her Instagram page was about Georgia. We must do what we have to do. Yep. It's important. It's such an important election. Oh, so it's, it's, it's me. Um, yes. Okay. So Yuri uh, Tolochko is a pansexual bodybuilder and LGBTQ advocate in uh, uh, Kazakh Kazakhstan. What, how do you say it again? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yes. I actually spelled it out phonetically and I still can't say it. Who said he was dating a silicone sex doll named Margot. There she is. There's his, his bride. The silicone sex doll. Uh huh. Now, yeah. And for eight months before he proposed in uh, December uh, 2019, he planned to hold a wedding ceremony uh, in March, but they postponed the planned ceremony because of COVID. I think he was more in danger than she. Uh, well, I mean, unless, unless she'd been getting around, you know, if you don't clean all the surfaces. Well, that's true. Uh, the ceremony was postponed again after he was assaulted and suffered a broken nose while attending a protest for trans rights in uh, what's the name? Uh, Kazakh uh, city uh -huh. of. Okay, you should have done this story of all, all city of all. No, we get together before the show where you can ask these questions. I know. I, I always forget to, and I apologize. In October, so he was dressed as a woman at this trans right. Uh, uh, event and he said a few months ago I started using a female image for performances. I named this character Amanda, of course. Uh, though, though, though his this image through this image I convey certain ideas in our society. So I was beaten. He shared photos of his injuries online. Speaking of his pansexuality, he says he can fall in love with a character, an image, a soul. Just a person, not just a. I think just or just a person. I like the process of sex itself, and gender, sexual orientation are not particularly important here. But the wedding has happened. It seems it's already happened. He recently shared photos of the event on Instagram with the 
Caption, it happened to be continued. He also shared a video with the son that shows him dancing with the silicone bride in front of wedding guests. Uh, and he shared this journey of the relationship over the past 18 months, claiming he first met the doll in a nightclub where he saved her from some unwanted attention from others. He has also previously said he took Margot to see plastic surgeons when she expressed dissatisfaction with her looks. Uh, to give to his mental health campaign, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, and let's meet Margot, well, if, she, if whether she's had the work done or not, I mean, Margot does look great, I will say. Yeah, and she um, looks like she's gonna stay that way. Like, now, I try not to be judgmental, but if this I is don't. not performance art, I have some judgment. Yeah, it's, you know, when you were saying you took her to a plastic surgeon and all that shit, that's where you kind of lost me, buddy. Uh, I'm all for you dressing up. And, yeah, it, 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 it seems like there's a either you're really mentally ill or it's it's an act. So but whatever. We read the story and I butchered every single I was about to say, place. you're really not having fun with this story. It just uh, it's weird. Well, it's just hilarious. It is. The man it's, has been parading a sex doll around Instagram for months and months and months and then pretended to get married to her. I mean, as Kim said, they are both very attractive. Well, they are. He's got and his 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 body is is amazing. Uh, in uh, all seriousness, uh, no. We're gonna reach a point in culture where this is a conversation that like has to be had. People ordering real life like sex dolls and just being like, you know what? It's a lot easier when I can program it to do what I like. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's like uh, in relationships, I sometimes think of my, you know, my singleness and I think, well, you know, uh, relationships, as you know, are a lot of effort. And so yeah. maybe it's better that sometimes I'm lonely at night, but, and then I just wake up with three chihuahuas and I, maybe I'm as crazy as he is because every morning when I wake up, I talk to my dogs. Good morning, Bitsy Mae. Did you sleep well? <laughs> I ask these questions. She turns over and wants her stomach rubbed and growls at Sissy if Sissy gets in our space. I mean, at um, the end of the day, it's not much difference. Yeah, well, the difference is it sounds like, I always want to be real clear. There is no desire and no sex at all with me and those animals. Uh, and, 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 and so there is a big difference. He is fucking that silicone doll. So please do not equate me. Like to say, Welcome to the Dylan Emerson show episode where Daryl had to clarify that bestiality is not a part of his pandemic life. Not a part of my my desire or pandemic i Somebody uh, you please know. pull that clip and put it on the you know if we go viral we might get more tips <laughs> as, as Dana pointed out there was a movie of this lars and the real yes. girl starring ryan gosling where they did this story i mean honestly at this point whatever good morning good evening um rob said he did the same thing it's not just you okay good good and shadow oh. is turning 15. Uh, Danielle said, I'm going to stage an intervention if Dell takes Gracie to a plastic surgeon for a consult. Yeah, well, Gracie, it's, no, but, she's not happy with her looks. Don't indulge It's Sissy. That. It's Sissy who needs the work. She's got that that jacked up, you know, on this side. Her, her, she has one good side. And then the other side, is, there's, a, there's a tooth problem. Um, Bless her heart. That snaggle tooth. Tell her, you know, doggy snaggle. orthodontics is where we draw the line. Yes. No, we're not doing that. Um, um, all right. One just little quick celebra representation celebra celebration. Um, Sean Patrick Maloney, the first out congressman elected from New York and a star of the Trump impeachment hearings, was just elected chair of the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, which supports the party's candidates for the U.S. House of Representatives. First out gay man, first member of the LGBTQ community overall to hold the post. So, People are huge fans of him. They love the work that he does. Um, he's won in a Trump district five times, and he and his husband, Randy Florick, have three children. So just a little celebration for Sean yeah. and seeing our people up there doing things. 
And in um, the annual Naughty Nowlands, I love that. I just love the name of that so much. Naughty Nowlands, uh, Swingers Shindig was held November the 19th through the 23rd in New Orleans. Roughly 250 people attended the four-day convention. And two weeks later, at least 41 of them are sick. Uh, masks were required. Please social read this slowly. Please read this slowly. Masks were required. Social distancing was enforced. And rectal temperature tests were administered every six hours. And somehow people still got sick. One ended up in the hospital and has been released. The event organizer wrote a blog post saying, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't do it again. If I knew then what I know now, it weighs on me. And I will continue to, it will continue to weigh on me until everybody is a hundred percent better. If I thought for one minute that he or anyone would end up in the hospital, I would certainly not have had the Naughty Nowlands event. Uh, he does not know when they will have another convention and says, maybe we could host one in, uh, in uh, August, but only after the vaccine has been distributed. After all, if people have not contracted it by August and they refuse the vaccine, but they do, should they let them attend? I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, can we please go back to that? They were doing rectal temperatures on rectal people every time they entered the swingers convention. Every six hours. So like, it's like, I mean, first of all, you know they didn't have that many thermometers. Do you think they had to have bring bring your own thermometer? Rectal. I don't preferred. trust your at home thermometers. You got to use ours, and they're just dipping them in alcohol or something. I mean, but you know what the danger is. I don't care how many times you clean it. If you put a thermometer in somebody's butthole and then your mouth, you're just asking for it. Well, that's where it went. I mean, that's where it was spread. It was spread uh -huh. through those thermometers. And no judgment. I love to eat ass, but I'm just saying I don't. I want the pleasure of doing it, not just because it was on a thermometer. I think we need to clear clean ass, clean ass. Well, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I. But you know, Emerson, have you ever been like in the in the uh, store where they like in Ralph's? They go, attention checkers, it is time to sanitize your station. Do you think that they said, attention, naughty Netherlands people, it is time to take your temperature. Insert the thermometer now. I know. And did they warn people? Like, were people in those like butt zipper pants for easy access? Or was it just like, well, it's 2.04 p.m. It's been six hours and everybody dropped their pants, passing around the thermometer. And then they would have to say, keep it in, keep it in. Ten more seconds, 10 more seconds. And I forget, does anybody know, how long do you have to leave a thermometer in your butthole for their temperature? Because, you know, under your tongue, it's a certain amount of time and your armpit, it's a certain amount of time. What's the butthole time limit? I think it's a minute. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have to say something that my mother used to threaten us, threaten us. Like it, when we did not want to take our thermometer, she said, you, I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll take it up your rectum. If you, you, you just better, you no, we're doing this. And so we were like, as Rob metaphorically said, I don't want any croutons in my stomach. Oh my God. Oh, that is great. And I've never Rob. heard that. Rob, you have crossed the line. Oh, there's uh, not a line. Where's the line? You haven't seen the line in decades. I know. It's hard to cross the line here. Uh, but I just love that he had a swingers convention in November. Just no idea. Somebody might end up in the hospital like they were going to be celibate. It's literally it's, the point. Uh, nobody goes know, to a swingers convention for the seminars. People, people use your heads about anything. I mean, now they're saying like anything that's indoors, if it's more than a few people. And even if it is, they go, oh, they're my COVID, COVID bubble. Well, what did they do right before they came to your bubble? Do you know what they did? Did they go to, you know, to Ralph's or to the Naughty Narlands uh, convention? I mean, you don't know everybody. Be careful. Just be careful. It's so fucking out of control right now. Yes, and in that darkness, I'm going to lift it right back up real quick for the last story. In Ireland, in the Leinster House, the seat of Ireland's parliament has a terrible moth infestation, and they are trying to solve it by tricking the moths into having gay sex. The government building installed 70 pods, which put out pheromone scents, tricking the male moths. The devices attract male moths by emitting female pheromones, and the moths are then coated in a powder that causes a state of sexual confusing. Like many animals, insects and spiders, including moths, are known to engage in gay sex. 
There is little research into gay sex among insects, but researchers suspect it often happens by accident between males. They are making gay moths. You know how you know a gay moth? They only eat cashmere. <laughs> Did you come up with that? Here on the Did you really? Did you really? Right here on the spot. I yeah. have some cashmere socks. I just, someone gave me recently. Oh, I love that. Um, well, oh, I got to do a commercial. That was it. Just a silly nonsense story to end. Y'all, as we said in the middle of the show, if you've got a dollar or 10 you want to send us, uh, you can send a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. Thank you to John Kitchen, who also just purchased a ticket to my show. Uh, no tips so far today. Um, that's well, all I got. But you're, getting, you're getting some some tickets to your show, which is good. Absolutely. So I, I fully support that. Um, yeah. Well, I can't you wait for it. I don't have anything else. I It's dark. It's always interesting how dark it gets. We start this show in the light, and then all of a sudden it's dark. But... Everything's decorated. I got lights up. I'm going to go and watch The Voice, and then I'm going to watch White Christmas. You'll love it. All right. That's all I got. Everybody, enjoy your evening. Take care of yourselves, y'all. The holidays are weird and hard. And Check in with people. If you're feeling funky, reach out to somebody. Say, hey, say, hey, I need to bend your ear. Can I just FaceTime and look at you for a minute? Send me a DM. I promise I might answer it. Dale definitely will. Um, the truth, I will. I will. It takes me a while, but it, sometimes because they've they've gotten a lot lately. But I I do answer them. I do. So we appreciate all of you. Chins up, however we can, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye, y'all. <laughs>